You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and today we will continue the 2021 Locked On Titans free agency preview, and today we start in on the defensive side of the ball. Previously, we have covered every position on the offense. We talked about backup quarterbacks. We talked about depth running backs. We talked about all different types of wide receivers, different prices, different flavors, different types. Same with Titans. End. We spent a lot of time at tight end looking at all of the different types of options that the Titans would have and then spent some time looking at some depth pieces along the offensive line both at tackle and on the interior. If you missed any of those days and any of those podcasts, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Go back and check those out. Also, now you won't miss any of the rest of the defensive preview that we have coming throughout the week. And we are starting that today, as I said, with the interior of the Titans defense. Going to take a look at the interior defensive line options the Titans will have and also take a look at the inside linebacker options that Titans will have and you may be surprised how I break down the options the Titans will have in different types of players that could fill different needs based on what the Titans vision for those two positions are so interior defensive line and the inside linebacker position we are previewing free agency today but that is not it we will start off today's show with a little bit of a payoff on a hunch that I had at the end of yesterday's show I told you guys that I could Smell something coming, just some kind of Titans news that could be coming here in the recent days or in the coming days. And sure as the world, on Monday, we got news that John Robinson will be holding a press conference on Tuesday. So very excited to see what John Robinson has to say and see what questions get asked of him since he doesn't typically have these year-end pressers. And I have some questions that I would like to be answered by John Robinson. So that's where today's show will start. Going to talk about just some questions that I have, some things that I would like to see answered. And of course, tomorrow we will follow up on what Robinson had to say and see if he answered any of those questions. So we will start there before we do get into the next installment of our free agency preview, taking a look at the interior defensive line and the inside linebacker. So a lot to get into on today's Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. We got word in the afternoon on Monday about John Robinson's press conference that will be taking place on Tuesday afternoon, and I got very, very excited. It's going to be like Christmas tomorrow to get some of these answers, and maybe I'm playing things up a little bit more than they need be, but the possibilities of what this could be about really is what has my mind racing, so think about it. Think about all the different possibilities here. Number one, John Robinson didn't speak 
after the end of the season, the Titans lost in the playoffs, then they hired two new coordinators, and while it's not very common for him to have a year-end, like an official end-of-the-year press conference, maybe it just feels like something he wants to do to talk about the hires. That could be the, the most logical answer to the question of what this is about, but could be other things that maybe are a little more impactful to the actual roster. What about Isaiah Wilson? As I mentioned, I put on my tinfoil hat yesterday and talked about the fact that the Titans wished Clowney a happy birthday over the weekend, but not Isaiah Wilson. Maybe this is uh, a payoff to my tinfoil thoughts there, and and this is uh, an announcement about Isaiah Wilson and the fact that the Titans may be parting ways with the 2020 first-round pick. Maybe that's a little bit too much, though. Maybe that's something too serious. Maybe it's still something impactful, but not that crazy. Maybe it's an extension with one of the in-house free agents. I think Daquan Jones is a logical pick. Maybe Jonu Smith. Maybe Jayon Brown, for instance. Who knows? It could be something like that. It could be roster transactions even on a smaller level. Either way, it could be something like that. Or, like I said, the most logical answer here is that it's just John Robinson talking about the coordinator hires, answering any questions going into the offseason, just a general press conference. Even though it's something that he doesn't typically do, maybe maybe that is something that's happening here. I don't think it would be... uh, unusual for him to start doing that. I would actually appreciate it. So that could be the case as well. No matter what it is, he should be taking questions. And if it is just a general press conference, which is what our hunch is right now, I have some questions that I would like to see answered. And they all kind of stem around four different pillars here. Number one, we got to talk about the coordinator hires. That's what I think the the number one reason for this press conference probably being called is. So I have questions about that. I have some interesting questions that I don't know if they will be asked, but I maybe, maybe in some way John Robinson can hit on some of the answers. So outside of the coordinator hires, you obviously have the NFL draft coming. Outside of that, you have free agency. And then of course, which free agency also includes the salary cap. I would just put all of that together because that's what's coming next. And then of course, Isaiah Wilson, which I hinted at could be the reason for this press conference as well, if you want to skew negative. So even if it's not about him, I have questions about the Panda himself. So to get into the actual questions here, just to fly through them, uh, I would ask John Robinson, number one, what did the hiring process entail? Was a wide net cast? How many uh, candidates were there involved? How many from outside organizations? How many internal candidates did they take a look at during the process? Also, Was the process led by Mike Vrabel? Was Mike Vrabel conducting the interviews or was John Robinson included in these interviews? Did John Robinson have a say in who was being hired to the staff? Or was this Mike Vrabel hiring his assistant coaches and his coordinators for his staff? It could go either way. I want to know how much collaboration was in the process and kind of hammer down exactly what John Robinson was doing and how much of a say he has. And then ultimately, what were you looking for with the coordinator hires? What what was the number one thing? Was it continuity? Is that why Todd Downing and Shane Bowen get the nod? Are you just looking for continuity? And if you want continuity, why are you looking for continuity on the defensive side of the ball from last year? So I just have, you know, simple questions that I would like answered uh, from the hiring of those two coordinators, the promotion of Shane Bowen and Todd Downing. Moving even further, uh, does your draft approach change based on the lack of success that your draft class had last year? Mike Vrabel gave excuses about the process 
protests and the pandemic and its impact and guys couldn't get right. Well, that's every team. Every team had to deal with those. And we just saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a number of rookies who played very well last year. Antoine Winfield, Tristan Wirfs. So there were other guys in the NFL as rookies who perform. So that's not a viable excuse to me. So will John Robinson change his draft approach? Will you look for more ready-made pro players right now and less project players? More players who proved it out on the field? That would be an interesting question that I would ask. Also, ask about the Panda. Isaiah Wilson. What's up with Isaiah Wilson? What's the plan? He ended the season basically suspended from the team, wasn't on the active roster. What's the plan for him going forward? And then also have to ask him, and this is kind of in relation to the coordinator hires, do you feel the next step for this team is just to have better players? Because if you were satisfied with internal candidates, with your coordinators, that means that you're satisfied with the coaching. So do you just feel that you need to give these good coaches better players? So how much responsibility do you take, John Robinson, for this team going to the next step? Also, in terms of the salary cap and free agency, what's the approach to free agency? And how much how much do you feel that players need to cooperate with the with the cap going down? We're hearing that the salary cap's gonna go down from 195 down to about 185. Heard some rumors even down to 175 would be the absolute floor that it would go down to. How much do you feel that players currently on the team think about salary cap restructures, contract restructures? How do you feel or how much do you feel that players need to cooperate with the team to make sure that the roster can can be better? Like I said, with with restructures, maybe certain in-house free agents taking deals that are team-friendly. Maybe they could get a little more on the market, but they want to help out the team and keep the team together. How much responsibility do you feel the players need to um, buy into to help you deal with the salary cap situation? So those are all questions that I would like to be asked for John Robinson in some form or fashion and know how he feels about that. So now we are going to get into the next installment of our free agency preview. First, we are going to take a look at the interior defensive line, and this is a bigger need than people are talking about for the Tennessee Titans. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place any bet that you have for all of your sports action. Football is over, but there's NBA, college basketball, NHL, and MLB right around the corner. BetOnline even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV that you can bet on. There's tons of real-time updated odds and props on pretty much anything you could imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place all of your wagers. It's free to sign up, and if you head to their website right now and sign up today and use the promo code locked on you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit so use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag today betonline your online sportsbook experts Let's dive into the next part of our 2021 Locked on Titans free agency preview. We're going to talk about the interior defensive line, and this is obviously a position that we need to pay attention to because the Titans may very well lose interior defensive lineman Daquan Jones, and Daquan has been a staple on the Titans roster for quite some time. He's gone through ups and downs, but he's really settled in as a nose tackle and as a every now and then three technique for the Titans. He made some huge plays and some big moments last year 
there was some interior penetration. He's also shown that classic versatility to drop into coverage, as I have well documented with my uh, my film reviews on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Follow me there if you're not. But uh, appreciate Daquan. He shouted me out quite a bit actually in my early career, and uh, I owe him a lot for those shout outs multiple occasions. But I always want to highlight what the big man is able to do and how versatile of a guy he is. So obviously, I would love to bring Daquan Jones back, but SpotTrack.com has him valued his estimate value at $7.5 million per season. And quite frankly, I just don't think that the Titans can pay Daquan that much money. The reality is they were paying Daquan around that rate last year, and the Titans had a bad defense in the defensive line while being okay against the run, wasn't dominant in any way, and he's not really going to add enough in terms of pass rush. He did have two sacks, but the Titans need to probably reallocate resources on their defensive line a little bit differently, need to maybe try to find a a bargain for a player like Daquan Jones, and you may not get the production of a Daquan Jones, but if you can get 75-80% of the production at a rate of around two to three million, three and a half million, you know, less than half of Daquan Jones, if you can pay less than 50% of his rate and get maybe 75 to 80% of the production, then you have to be able to do that. The Titans are going to put a bigger load on the guys who are there, Jeff Simmons, Laurel Murchison, Tyre Tart. Now, I don't think that it would be a good idea to just go for depth pieces like an Austin Johnson, for example, but The Titans probably need to either draft an interior defensive lineman in the first three rounds or get kind of a mid-tier option, like I said, in the range of two to four million dollars to replace Daquan if he gets a little bit more money on the open market. So let's talk about the options that the Titans would have to potentially do that. Now, there are the top tier guys. I don't think that the Titans should pay more than Daquan Jones at this position, but if they do decide to do that, the only player on the open market that I think could fill that void would be Leonard Williams. Williams started his career with the New York Jets, went and ended up with the New York Giants. Funny little side story here. I actually wanted the Titans to pass on Marcus and take Leonard Williams and ride with Zach Mettenberger. And while I was probably ultimately wrong on that because Marcus was able to get the Titans to some highs that they hadn't been in a long time, Leonard Williams could make that triumphant return that I had always been hoping for. Now, his estimate value is right around about $11 million. He did blow up for about 11 and a half sacks last year. And the reason why I would, if the Titans do this, I wouldn't do this, but if they decide to spend money on a mate for Jeff Simmons on the interior defensive line, 11, 10 million for Leonard Williams, who proved that not only is he a run stuffer, but also can get to the passer in the right, you know, system. I think Leonard Williams would be worth the money if they want to do that. He's 27 years old still, but however, like I said, I don't think that they are going to go that route. They're not going to look to pay guys like a Larry Ogan, Joby near nine million dollars or a Dalvin Tomlinson near nine million dollars or a Sheldon Rankins near 11 million dollars I just don't think that that's going to happen other guys in that group are our very own Daquan Jones but at 30 years old I can't justify paying Daquan over seven million dollars for two sacks last year no matter how versatile and good against the run he was and Adamican Sue is 34 years old but why would he leave Tampa Bay with the situation that they have right now so those are all names I don't think that the Titans will go after you start to look at some other options and remember we're looking at two different kinds of guys you could look at a guy who can play three tech defensive tackle like Jeff Simmons and kick out and play five tech defensive end in a three four also maybe a guy who can play four three defensive end think a Jack Crawford type of guy if the Titans want to go bargain hunting to fill that role 
Also, and that's even if they bring Daquan back to play that nose tackle, they're going to need a Jack Crawford type depth piece there. Also, if the Titans let Daquan go and just want to go with a pure nose tackle, there are those options. So let's start quickly going through the options that would be available at either side, either the defensive tackle, defensive end hybrid, or the defensive tackle, nose tackle hybrid. Those types of guys. Let's go. Shelby Harris is a nose tackle, defensive tackle type of guy. He would even have type of versatility to maybe even play some 4-3 defensive end in the Titans four-man fronts. He had a 76.1 run defense grade last year, also had three sacks, so you can see that versatility. He's 30 years old, coming out of Denver, so maybe the Titans could get him in that range. I actually think he'll end up being in, in Daquan Jones's range, about 6 to $8 million in between there, so maybe on the high end for the Titans, but if they can get a discount, he would make some sense. Uh, Aubrey Jones played for the Jaguars. He got hurt in week five last year, but he's a productive player in a rotational piece at only 29 years old. Could be in the right price range as a guy who can play defensive tackle, play nose tackle as well. Another guy like that who's primarily going to play nose tackle, a little less versatility, is a young guy like Christian Covington coming out of Cincinnati. Uh, He he is 27 years old. Now, he didn't have a great year last year. Only had a 6.2% run stop rate per pro football focus and a 52.4 run defense grade. But like I said, he's 27 and the Bengals run defense last year was terrible across the board. Get him out of there. Let him play traditional nose tackle in your defense. He might be able to provide some value. A veteran who fills a role like that is a Jonathan Hankins. Now, he was at near the top of the league in run stop percentage at 96 but was the 36th graded run defender in the NFL at 68.8 at interior defensive line. Still only 29 years old, played for Oakland last year, a pure nose tackle. Only made $2.9 million last year, and that could go down to about $2 million, so that's really a bargain for an older nose tackle. Another guy like that, Steve McClendon, played for the Buccaneers last year. He's 35 years old, but was at the top of the league in terms of defensive tackles and run stop percentage at 9.3, was the 37th best run defense no or defensive tackle per pro football focus at a 68.6 grade so you look at guys like that, those traditional nose tackles give you you know, an older guy in McClendon, give you a mid-range guy in Hankins, and give you a younger project guy in Christian Covington who could still develop and be a little bit better. The Titans would have their options there. Another guy, Mike Pinnell, played for the Chiefs last year, only 30 years old, played on a winner. Those are options the Titans would have that would be pretty cheap on the market. You look at the other position that we've been talking about, that defensive end, defensive tackle, uh, four three defensive end potential type guy five technique in a three four that type of guy you have options like Derek Wolf who played fantastic for Baltimore last year but could just be squeezed out due to their need on the edge he was one of the top five in the NFL in run stop percentage among defensive linemen with an 11.4 percent and he was the fourth best run defender amongst the defensive line with an 85.3 run defense grade per pro football focus he's 31 so the Titans could get him right there in that range that I've been talking about, about $4 million, $3.5 million. Another guy who would be even cheaper but is a version of Derek Wolf, like we're talking about is Brett Urban. The Titans have some experience with Brett Urban as well, but he was playing in Chicago last year. 9.1% run stop percentage per pro football focus. One of the top guys in the league. 85.3 run defense grade. That was third in the NFL amongst defensive linemen. He's only 30 
30 years old. So a guy that could fill that Jack Crawford role and be better than Jack Crawford. And then another guy who could fill that Jack Crawford type role, but also maybe give you a little bit more on the interior. He's got some versatility to him scheme wise, and you're not going to be surprised to hear this. It's a guy coming from New England. So that's why this option has a little more versatility than the other two typecast people that I've been going over. And that's Lawrence Guy was near the top of the NFL at his position and run stop percentage at nine right there, right around Brett Urban, as we were talking about Steve McClendon, Jonathan Hankins, right in that range. He was the 41st rated run defender in the NFL at his position, 67.1. So you'd like a little bit more there, but of course you get that versatility to go up and down the line. And that's what you're looking for. Like I said, a Jack Crawford type there can give you a little bit more on the interior as well. Two sacks on the year. So that's equal in Daquan Jones. And I talk about these run stop uh, percentages. And I've talked about 9.6, 11.4 for Derek Wolf, 9.1, 9.0, 9.3 for Steve McClendon. Well, you compare that to Daquan Jones last year who had a 7.5 or a 7.1. You compare that to Jeffrey Simmons, who had a 6.9. So these are guys who were better run defenders than Jeffrey Simmons and Daquan Jones. Jeffrey Simmons had a 78.1 run defense grade. Well, you look at Brett Urban and Derek Wolf; they're both at 85. So you got to think about certain things like that in comparison. Daquan Jones was at 64. Steve McClendon was at 68. Lawrence Guy was at 67. So I'm talking about guys, Jonathan Hankins was at 68. So I'm talking about guys who would be improvements upon what we saw last year, at least from an analytical perspective. So those are the options that I found at defensive tackle. If it were me, if the Titans want to go with that Jack Crawford type guy, I'd love to see Derek Wolf in here. If you add Derek Wolf with Jeffrey Simmons on the interior, I think that boosts the Titans' run defense enough where they can go really, really cheap at nose tackle and get a guy like a Christian Covington who's 27 who they can still develop and won't count too much on. So if, if I could get a, a, a combo in here, I'd like Derek Wolf at about $4 million, maybe get Christian Covington at about $2 million. That would make a lot of sense. Of course, they could always look to bring back names that they know, like Jack Crawford, Offered like Austin Johnson, who went and played for the Giants for a year, but uh, I would like to see some new blood along the defensive line. Derek Wolf, Brett Urban, Christian Covington, Jonathan Hankins, Avery Jones. Those are the guys who really I am focusing on, and I think that could help the Titans out. So let's get into the inside linebackers. Uh, I'm going to talk about the options that I think make sense for the Titans in the role that they have open right now and their needs, skill set wise. Uh, excited to dive into those options that they will have before. Before we do, got to tell you guys about a new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. And February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Alaya from Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on radio.com app or wherever you you get podcasts. Also want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Rockauto.com's catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to use. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices on rockauto.com are always reliably low. Make sure you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath your shipping information amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com 
I spent quite a bit of time talking about the interior defensive line because the reality is with where the Titans sit right now, they only have three players on the active roster who I think really have a chance of making the 53, and that's Jeff, Lorel Murchison, and Tyere Tartan. The Titans could very well lose Daquan Jones, and they'll have a bunch of different roles that they'll need to fill on the defensive line. So I wanted to spend a bunch of time there going over different types, different flavors of different types of defensive linemen on the interior that could help the Titans. Now, I want to talk about the in the inside linebacker spot. Now, the Titans will spend less attention to the inside linebacker spot, and, and likewise, we will as well. I'm going to quickly go through a couple of names who I just pinpointed who make a lot of sense for the Titans based on what I think they need skill set-wise from the linebacker position. So number one, if the Titans do lose Jayon Brown, then they're going to go with a combination of David Long and Rashawn Evans, and that's really all they have on the roster right now outside of futures contracts, which are just training camp invites, and I'm not going to take those names serious right now. We need to look Look at David Long and Rashawn Evans, and that's solid. I would be okay going into the season with them as our starting linebackers. But you look at those two players. Rashawn Evans is a penetrating linebacker. He can help you in pass rush. The Titans tried to get him a little bit more involved on the defensive line in pass rush and passing situations last year, not only because he's a, a pretty decent guy at that and add some versatility there, but also because he's not good in coverage and he's not that great in run defense either. He can't get off blocks. There's things I talked about him struggling with, and I don't expect the Titans to pick up his fifth year option this year going into his fourth season. Well, uh, the downfalls there are, are a little bit made up for with a guy like David Long. David Long's a little bit quicker of an athlete. He's a little bit longer of an athlete. He's more instinctive, in my opinion. Uh, he just reads the play better, diagnosis plays better. He's more of your or lead linebacker, which is why he was wearing the green dot after Jayon Brown went out. So if that's what the Titans have, The thing about David Long is he's pretty solid against the run. He's got good mobility. He's not quite as good against the past as Jayon Brown, but he's kind of a combination of of Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown. Well, that means that the Titans would need a linebacker who's much better at pass coverage. Even somebody who I would go as far as to say is not good against the run, but is good against the pass to have that person in their rotation. So for me, when you look at players who can fill a specific role like that, maybe not necessarily exactly that. Maybe the Titans keep Kenny Vaccaro on. They use him a little bit more as a linebacker as they were doing at the end of the year. They don't feel the or feel the need to have that pass coverage linebacker. Maybe they want somebody who's good at on blitzes so that if Rashawn Evans gets hurt, they have a depth piece who can kind of mimic what he does even if they're not as skilled. Also, they could just look for a guy who's an all-around linebacker who's maybe a little bit better against the run but is young who they could try to develop. That's obviously something that they're going to look at. They also need to think about linebackers. The Titans are going to have way more than three linebackers on the team. The Titans also need to think about inside linebackers who are special teamers, and I have some options in there as well. So let's dive in. Number one, the first kind of linebacker who I think could be a rotational linebacker for the Titans who could actually play snaps and fill a role for them. 
Alex Anzalone, 26, has dealt with a ton of injuries in his career, but he's much better against the pass than he is against the run. He's better against the pass than either David Long or Rashawn Evans, so I think he could fill a role for the Titans' defense, and because of the injuries, be on the cheap. And here's another thing, though. He's still only 26 years old, so if he were to get over the injuries, he could instantly fill that Rashawn Evans spot, get David Long more downhill, work on his development against the run. Then you have that Alex Anzalone type who can give you a little bit of what Jayon Brown did. He's versatile to play in the Titans' multiple scheme but also has good athleticism and is still young enough that if he can get over the injuries he can still add value to the Titans' defense immediately in the passing game and then over time in the running game. A guy who can help you immediately uh, in that running game has a, has a similar play style to Rashawn Evans if he's not as talented is Gerard Davis. Another young guy, 26. Maybe the Titans get him in and although he struggled mightily in his previous years of his career. Maybe the Titans develop him, use him as a role player, as a blitzer, as a guy who can fill in for Evans if he gets hurt. And then after his development, Rashawn Evans leaves after the next season and Davis can slide in with that development and be a starter for the Titans alongside David Long. Another guy like that, he's a much lesser player, really, really struggled. But uh, Raekwon McMillan, good against the run. At times, the first two years of his career when he was getting a lot of snaps in Miami, didn't get the snaps last year in Vegas that he got in his first two years, really fell off the map. He's 25 years old. He's going to be incredibly cheap. He was a mid-round pick. Maybe the Titans take a chance on him and see if they can develop him. A guy who you won't have to develop but can step in right away and be counted on is a Devondre Campbell. Played for the Falcons a lot of the time, but played last year for the Cardinals. He's 28, so he's not really a development guy, and he's not really great against the pass. Not really great against the run, but he can do a little bit of everything, and he is a very reliable tackler, which is something that the Titans would like to have. If you're going to have one of your starting inside linebackers get hurt, it would be nice to fill him with a veteran like Campbell who's been in the league and had a ton of starting experience and is a reliable tackler at minimum. The last guy I want to mention here, Kamale Correa. I mean, he played better with the Titans than he played with anybody else. So maybe they bring him back. It's funny that he asked for a trade and then the Titans had a bunch of people get hurt, cut Vic Beasley, and then we ended up needing Correa. He didn't necessarily get the snaps he was hoping for anyway, so it didn't work out for any party and maybe there's a reunion there. I don't really see it, but Correa's only 27. Maybe the Titans bring him back. And then finally, some special teams options. Last year, Nick DeZumnar was rated the 120th best special teams player per pro football focus with a 68.1 special teams grade. Here are some linebackers who could fill that Nick DeZubnar role who played much better in special teams last year. Craig Robertson played for New Orleans, is 33 years old, so he's on the older side, but had the fifth best special teams grade in the NFL last year, 85.8. Kyle Wilbur, 32 years old, coming out of Cincinnati, but 84.2 special teams grade, 7th best in the NFL. And then the guy who I am really interested in is Jordan Evans, only 27 years old, was the 12th best special teams player in the NFL last year per pro football focus with a 77.6 grade. He gives you that special teams grade, much better than Nick DeZubnar at the linebacker position, but only 27 years old. Jordan Evans would be a great addition to the Titans special teams unit as a linebacker, but that's going to do it for me today. Tomorrow, guys, 
It's time to talk about edge rushers. It's time to dive into the pass rushers. Very excited to talk about all the options the Titans will have there. We will spend the entire day talking about pass rushers tomorrow. So excited for that. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.